0: episode of The Elemental Evan Show. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I have a very special episode planned for you guys today. Uh, Actually today we're going to be talking about drinking alcohol and how to prepare for a night of drinking as well as how to recover from a night of drinking. So to kick off this episode I decided to provide an interesting fact regarding alcohol. Uh, So There was a recent finding in China that stated chemical tests on ancient fragments of broken pottery show that Chinese villagers were brewing alcoholic drinks as far back as 7,000 BC. That beats the previous record of the oldest evidence of brewing found in Iran and dated at about 5,400 BC. So... Pretty much we've been brewing this brew of ours for a long time now and I just felt like that was a pretty interesting thing, especially with the resurgence in breweries and everything going on right now. Uh, However, to kind of caveat this whole episode, I thought it was important for me to state that alcohol is definitely not really such a good thing to be drinking um obviously it does have its time and place but as far as a health concern alcohol truthfully is not really doing anything good for you uh just to explain why that is um in a report on on carcinogens the national toxicology program of the united states department of health and human services lists consumption of alcoholic beverages as a known human carcinogen. So the International Agency of Research on Cancer classifies alcohol as a group one carcinogen. Now, why is a carcinogen bad? Well, we know that one common theme with basically every cancer out there is that they can be caused by carcinogens, and most people who have the cancers Probably had something to do with carcinogens. Uh, So the evidence indicates that the more alcohol a person drinks, particularly the more alcohol a person drinks regularly over time, the higher his or her risk of developing an alcohol-based or alcohol-associated cancer uh, increase. Yeah, so it's higher basically. Um, So this goes for even light drinkers, those who have no more than one drink per day, as well as binge drinkers, um, have a modestly increased risk of some cancers. So based on data from 2009, an estimated 3.5% of cancer deaths in the United States, so about 19,500 deaths, were alcohol-related. So this is not to scare anybody. I'm not trying to shame anyone. Obviously, I drink alcohol myself. Uh, It is in very moderate amounts. Um, I tend to not really keep alcohol around the house just because I don't care to entice myself to drink it. It is very much a social uh, deal for me. And the reason I don't want to really attack alcohol is because I realize that for a lot of people, Getting out of the house and going and hanging out with friends is typically based around going out and grabbing a drink with friends. So for that reason, uh, I do believe that the social portion of drinking is actually relatively good because we do need to have good relationships. As I explained in the last episode, uh, having strong relationships is actually really, really important for a long life. So yes, alcohol is doing nothing good for you health-wise, but if it gets you social and helps you to connect with your friends and family and loved ones, then personally, I think it's fine to go out and have that drink or two, as long as it's in a good social setting with people who you have very strong relationships with or building uh, strong relationships with. Uh, So anyways, carrying on, I'm going to first explain what alcohol is as well as what it's doing in your body and how it's being processed by the body. So alcohol is referred to as ethyl alcohol or ethanol, which is an intoxicating ingredient found in beer, wine and liquor. Alcohol is produced by the fermentation of yeast, sugars and starches. So basically what's happening is when you drink alcohol about 20 percent of the alcohol you drink gets into your bloodstream through your stomach while the rest of it gets into your bloodstream via your small intestine so once the alcohol is actually consumed by you it is then starting to be broken down by the liver because your body basically looks at alcohol as a type of toxin that it's not able to store so its first immediate response is to actually process it and get it out of your body so your liver is going to work super hard by um, producing an enzyme called alcohol dehydro- dehydrogenase. Uh, sorry, I'm, I know I'm saying this completely wrong. There's a couple of words here that I'm going to mispronounce, so forgive me, but you get the point. So dehydro- dehydrogenase is responsible for breaking down alcohol into acetaldehyde... Dehyde? I don't know how to say that honestly, but, oh, so it's broken down into this acetaldehyde and that is then further broken down into acetic acid. So it kind of goes through this process where it's being broken down and broken down into uh, basically components that are much more easy, easily, easily, uh, basically something that's more easy to exit your body. Uh, so that's what your liver is doing. It's processing this alcohol down to have it exit your body. Um, However, your liver can only process so much alcohol at one time. So as you consume more and more alcohol, basically the way you get drunk or intoxicated is by consuming more alcohol than your liver can break down at a given time. Uh, So once the consumption of alcohol happens, the and your liver starts processing it. But what it's not able to process will enter into your bloodstream and then go and start affecting other parts of your body. So uh, that's why when you first start consuming alcohol, the first thing you'll notice is uh, that actually alcohol will cause your blood vessels to widen, which will result in things such as your skin flushing, a temporary feeling of warmth, a rapid decrease in body temperature, a drop in blood pressure, all these are going on. So Uh, and I feel like everyone who's had at least a drink or two has experienced this, uh, phenomenon kind of happening where, uh, maybe your, your skin gets a little red in the face or, uh, you just kind of get that glow going on. Um, now alcohol, it actually will hit relatively fast, or you'll start to feel the effects of alcohol relatively quickly, uh, with alcohol reaching your brain typically within five minutes and then starting to feel the effects about... Uh, 10 minutes. Um, Now this can be, you know, uh, this can depend on a few different factors. And one of those big factors is actually have you consumed food prior to drinking, because that will slow down the absorption rate of that alcohol being uh, sent to other parts of your body. So now once you start drinking alcohol, it's going to start to cause you to feel this good feeling, maybe a little bit more happy, social, and confident, uh, having that liquid courage in your veins and maybe branching out and speaking to people that you wouldn't normally do or doing things you wouldn't normally do. Um, and this is because alcohol stimulates the release of dopamine and serotonin, which are referred to as your feel-good hormones. So it's basically just releasing these hormones that are making you feel all around very good and uh yeah just kind of making you have a good time so that's obviously the main reason why people enjoy the feeling of alcohol and and also i think one of the big reasons why it's obviously consumed aside from flavor uh okay so as you continue to drink and the alcohol starts to affect other parts of the body what really is kind of going on there Is that alcohol is depressing your central nervous system and it interferes with your brain's communication pathways, which allows, uh, or sorry, which affects how your brain processes information. So now we're getting into the deeper stages of drinking alcohol and being drunk, which are, you know, slurred speech, loss of coordination, blurred vision, and dizziness. So now, like I said, so this is getting into. You've had more than a few drinks and now you're starting to feel the deeper effects of it. And this is caused uh, by basically your brain not being able to communicate effectively with other parts of your body. Um, Now, on that note, everyone knows about breaking the seal. And once you start peeing, basically, you just can't stop peeing. You constantly have to go. And this is caused by your brain uh, not producing sufficient amounts of the adh or the antidiuretic hormone which we covered in the last episode and basically it's just telling your kidneys to uh, flush out any liquid that they have so as where when we were talking about dehydration uh, normally and your body would uh, uh, produce more of the adh that would then allow the kidneys to uh, allow water back into your body But this is the opposite. So this is flushing out the kidneys. So it's actually dehydrating you. And yeah, this is what causes basically the dehydration process uh, when you drink. And also on that note, something that's very interesting is that alcohol is actually released and dispersed by your breath. So uh, about 8% of the alcohol you drink is actually breathed out by your lungs, which is really crazy. And that's also how they do... The breath alcohol uh, breathalyzer test basically to see what the alcohol uh, your blood alcohol level is and I just thought that was actually really kind of interesting to hear Um, yeah so okay so that's basically what happens when you start drinking that's the process that's taking place in your body at that moment in time and now I'm going to move on to something that uh, maybe many of you are familiar with, but that is blacking out. So, what is happening when you black out? Okay, let's get into this. So, many people can black out and still seem like they are fully conscious and there. And that is because your brain is unable to transfer the short-term memories into long-term memories. So this means that during a blackout, someone may be able to recall something a few minutes right after it happened, but not remember it several hours later. And there's different caveats to that where you can uh, just only forget like a segment of the night, or maybe um, if you you wouldn't remember something until someone told you about that event. Uh, so there's a few different parts to that, but also your, When you go to bed and you are still intoxicated with a certain level of uh, alcohol still in your blood, it does make it hard for you to enter certain stages of sleep, such as REM sleep. And that can also have effects with uh, memory and remembering certain events throughout the night. So during a blackout, the hippocampus in the brain is unable to form long term memories. As a result, a person can fail to remember large chunks of time despite being conscious. So yeah, basically what's happening is your brain is just not able to process those memories into long-term memory. So you might be able to remember in the short-term, but the next day you might not remember. Uh, It's a pretty crazy uh, phenomenon that goes on, I guess you'd call it. Um, But yeah, it's it's a little bit scary. Blacking out is a weird, weird thing. Um, And it's basically because you are consuming just so much alcohol in a short amount of time, and it's causing your brain to not be able to function properly. So if you are having issues with that, A, I mean, you should probably just chill out on the drinks a little bit, maybe. (laughs) But uh, if not, then at least slow down the amount of drinks that you're having in a period of time. So now, continuing on, I would like to give you a few tips and tricks for preparing for a night of drinking out as well as what to do during that night of drinking and then the following day so let's say you're going to go out with the friends on a saturday evening okay that means friday night when you get off of work or whatever you're doing that day you should do your best to get a full night's sleep because you already know that the following night you're probably gonna be up pretty late and you're just not gonna achieve the same quality and duration of sleep that you would without drinking alcohol and going out. So really uh, planning on a good night's sleep before the day before is really, really a good idea um, to help negate a lot of the effects that you might feel the following day from lack of sleep. So focus on the sleep the day before and then, as far as the day after drinking, a good idea is let's say you have to be at work on Monday and you have to be up at five or six o'clock in the morning. A good idea is so if you drink on that Saturday night, that next Saturday morning, or no, Sunday morning, you should then actually try to wake up at a decent hour. It doesn't have to be your five or six o'clock in the morning, but you might wanna shoot for no later than eight o'clock, somewhere around there, because what's that gonna what that's going to do is it's going to help keep your circadian rhythm in line uh which is basically your internal clock so it's what tells you your body when to get tired and when to wake up so if you're able to try to wake up kind of early on that sunday morning you're just basically going to help yourself on monday morning to not feel so groggy and like peeling yourself out of bed with eyes having to be held open with your hands or something i mean uh yeah maybe i'm being a little dramatic but you get the idea so it's going to help you out with that following monday so that you're not still in recovery mode i would say okay now this one is pretty obvious but i feel that it is definitely worth mentioning and that's just to drink water before you start actually drinking so before you start having any alcoholic beverages try to start increasing your water consumption at that point then during the portion in what you're drinking you should also try to fit in a few drinks of water throughout the night and when you're done drinking alcohol you should be pounding the water because it's going to really help to dilute it and help it to exit your body also to rehydrate your body so yes absolutely focus on the water even the following day after the night of drinking you should still be pounding water um also if you know you're going out to go drink It's a pretty good idea to also have something in your stomach. So try to eat something before, unless you're just literally trying to go out and have one drink and really feel something, then okay, maybe, yeah, uh, skip the meal and and you'll feel it much faster. But overall, uh, if you you know you're going to be drinking multiple drinks, probably a good idea to have something in your stomach. Um, This one is... I think a little bit impractical for a night of drinking because it's kind of hard to plan for this, but this is a really good idea for if you know you're just going to go out and have a drink or two with a friend, um, and you can plan out the night a little better, and that is to stop drinking about two hours before you're going to actually go to bed. Uh, The reason for this is just it gives your body enough time to process the alcohol that's still in your system and get it out, which is going to help you to have a better night's rest. Because like I was saying, when you are intoxicated, it is very difficult for your body to enter Uh, Certain stages of sleep and I believe it was specifically REM which uh, deals a lot with the brain So giving yourself sufficient time before bed to process the alcohol is going to be a good idea for your sleep quality Um, Okay, and then also as far as rehydrating yourself the following day or even that night I Personally recommend Drinking a high-quality coconut water. It's gonna have a lot of electrolytes in it. It's gonna have some sodium Uh, it's gonna just help replenish the body it's kind of a sports drink like a natural sports drink i guess you could say um now on that note yes you could drink sports drinks but they have so much sugar in them it's crazy so i would really steer clear of sports drinks they have these new packets nowadays that you can buy that have pretty much just electrolytes and Minerals and sodium things that are going to help replenish the body. There's a brand called element L. M. N. T. And they have some really delicious flavors. I've personally tried them myself and I really really enjoy them. Uh, And they're great for helping you recover the following day. So either coconut water or some kind of a I, I think they have liquid IVs as well, which do use cane sugar. So that's, you know, not really ideal, but it will get you Uh, the necessary minerals and electrolytes that your body will be craving Um, now on that note me personally I love to do the coconut water and something I'll also do is I add spirulina to my coconut water which spirulina is going to help cleanse your blood as well as help rebuild the blood Um, it's got a lot of minerals a lot of really good protein in it as well and it's just a great recovery method for the following day Uh, You could also use chlorella, which is um, similar to spirulina. And basically both of these are going to be very high in chlorophyll. So you could also just take straight chlorophyll. But I believe with spirulina you get more benefits from it because it has uh, other minerals and qualities to it that are really good to recover the following day. Um, And then also on that note, you could just go ahead and make a smoothie with the coconut water, spirulina, and then add in a little bit of cacao. Little bit of that cacao. Who knows about cacao? Cacao is similar to cocoa, but a little bit different. So, cacao is the raw early stage of chocolate, basically. It's uh, once they have already fermented the the cacao beans and then they have dried it already and kind of gone through the process of making the cacao you know taking it from the seed form and then making it into actual chocolate it's kind of in the intermediate stage there and so it's basically this brown powder but it's super high in iron uh, magnesium and just all these different kinds of minerals that your body is going to be deficient of the following day so if you can make a smoothie out of those that would be excellent as well Uh, once again watch the amount of sugar that you're putting in that smoothie so if you're using a medium such as bananas or something like that try to go easy on the bananas there are a lot of sugar in them now don't get me wrong eat your fruits and vegetables I'm not saying don't do it but do be cautious because when you're drinking something it is much easier to consume calories and sugars than if you're actually having to chew that food and process it in that manner so that's a really good method as well Um, on that note you're going to want to probably replenish uh, some of the vitamins that can be lost during uh, a night of drinking and those are going to be water soluble vitamins. So vitamins such as vitamin B, like B vitamins and uh, C vitamins, you're going to want to try to uh, maybe take some the following day to help uh, with with your recovery uh, just because you'll be so deficient in them because your body's been obviously urinating a lot and so you're going to have had a lot of those minerals and vitamins leave your body um, now the last one is to find a good hangover food so a lot of different countries have this and uh, one that I am in particularly a fan of is called Sancocho which is a soup from South America a few different South American countries as well as in the Caribbean make this soup which is full of uh, plantains and uh, different kinds of meat. Typically uh, you can do one with chicken or that's at least the one that I really enjoy. And you know, they have other plants in there as well, but basically the, the broth of that soup is gonna be so rich with things that your body is deficient in. And that's why a lot of the times you have these, quote, you know, quote unquote, hangover foods, because they really do, they help to replenish a lot of the stuff that you lost the following night. Uh, So finding a really good hangover food that's of a high quality uh, is a really good idea as well. And also I think it just helps overall with (laughs) making you feel good the next day when you just feel like crap and you can't do anything and there's nothing like having just a warm bowl of soup in front of you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a personal thing. Maybe I'm maybe I'm old, you know, I'm like an old person just enjoying that soup, but no, it's delicious. So definitely try to uh, find a good hangover food that works well with you. Now, uh, that brings us to the conclusion of this episode. And there are other methods that you can use. And if there's something that you feel really works well for you, then stick with that, you know. But these are just a few ideas to help negate some of those effects, the bad effects of alcohol that come on. So, uh, yeah, give these a try. See what you think. And overall, uh, really, I hope we can find a way to socialize and still enjoy each other's company without having to completely revert to alcohol every single time which you know that's fine if that's what you want to do I understand that there is such a beautiful craft in the production of the alcohols and and I really I like to experience that I love going on brewery tours but at the end of the day I do understand that alcohol really does pretty much zero for your health so Yeah, it's best to definitely at a minimum try to reduce the amount that you're ingesting Um, and yeah, and try to find some other uh, alternatives. They are coming out with new forms of quote unquote non-alcoholic drinks that still give you a head buzz in a way. So um, they're like a nootropic drink such as uh, uh, I think there's one called H-I-Y-O, H-I-O, and there's another one I can't think of the name of at the moment, but... Yeah, those are also good options to explore if you if you still want to try to maybe feel a little something without having the bad effects of alcohol, give those a, give those a try. Um, so yeah, so that brings us to the end of our episode. Once again, guys, I want to thank you all so, so, so much for your support. It's been incredible. Um, having come out with this whole podcast just recently, it's been really, really heartwarming and I'm super grateful for just having so many like incredible friends and people who are out there supporting me so i'm really truthfully thankful for that and i hope you all p- keep tuning into the future episodes i have some really really great stuff coming out um specifically regarding gut health as well as a few other really neat things coming up so i hope you all stay tuned and i look forward to having you guys tuned into the next episode thank you very much and stay healthy